We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? B. Mitchell Philly, 1067 The Fan. J.P. Finley is not going to be with us today. He may call in. He said he may give us a try. A little bit of his time and call in. JP is out in San Francisco as we get ready for the Commanders taking on the 49ers. I'm going to be taking you on this ride today. And uh, we just finished a wild ride for the last, what, four four hours or so. Uh, we had the Junkies do their annual Christmas drinking show. And it's, it, I want everybody to understand what they do that day is to let people know how quick that blood alcohol can go up. And they have a police officer here who's doing all of the different breathalyzers and things on them. Uh, they, they're getting some food into them as well. But this is not just, oh, a little fun new show and making it something about fun. It's about education. And as I drove in, I was listening, and I talked to Cakes on a daily basis. And uh, as I ride in and I start hearing where the blood alcohol went, and I listened to the, the voice, and then when I finally saw him, I'm like, okay, there we go. Because you can, if you really know him, you know his voice, and you know Cakes has this little flow. But then all of a sudden, you hear a little something coming with that. And then when I began to look at him sitting in that chair, I mean, rocking that chair, I began to see what's happening. And I think that that show is put there. And they keep saying, don't drink and drive, especially around this holiday season, and make sure you get you a Lyft, you get you an Uber, or you have someone that's not drinking. Try and do those things. You know, like friends don't let friends drive drunk. How about friends just learn to take care of friends? You know, that's the way it was for me. I had people, I've gone from living in Plaquemine, Louisiana, to Lafayette, Louisiana, to living in Herndon, to to Centerville, all the way up to Philadelphia, then to uh, West Orange, New Jersey, and back to Centerville. And I've always had some friends that would be willing to take care of me. And you got to make sure you have people around you like that. You know, everyone has a friend that probably had one drink, and that's all he needs. Or they have no drinks at all, and they will be willing to hang out with you and take you around. Try to make sure you're playing. You know, having fun and you know it's not illegal, but you know what? It's illegal when you do it and then you get behind the wheel. And uh, I think at this time of the year, we have a lot of police officers that are going to be looking and watching for things. And I want you all to take care of yourself. And we want you in the next year. You know, my daughters always tell me things like that, and it starts. It works on you and it sticks to you. They want me around when they, like my middle daughter told me, I want you here when I'm getting married. So you got to think about those things and you don't think about just yourself. Think about the people that will be affected if something were to happen to you. So I used to hear these guys do this show when I, when I wasn't working here at the station. And now that I'm here to see it for the last two years, I appreciate what they try to do and the message they're trying to send to people. You know what? B. Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. That the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. And we also have, this is a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday here, man. We're going to always be ready on Friday because, you know, and it's a great time. The Junkie Scotty's are sponsored their, their drinking show as well. So we're going to get you ready for this football game coming up. And today I'm going to have a show here. JP is not in. So what I did, I reached out to a lot of my friends. And two of these guys, are they have affiliations with both squads. 
Leonard Ray Brown Jr., Mr. Ray Brown, he played 20 years in the league, going to join us at 1030. Then at 11 o'clock, Leslie Shepard, young man who played with me here and is still my dog. Like He's not my friend. That's my brother. We still hang out, and Shepard's going to join us at 11 o'clock. Then Raven Caldwell, linebacker from Arkansas, you know, played here for Washington from 87 to 92. Then he went to uh, the 49ers in 93. He's going to come in and talk because I felt Raven would be a great guy to talk about this running game that we have and what, how, how does it affect a linebacker? Because the linebackers out there, Warren and Greenlaw, for the 49ers, they are damn good. But we have a running back in this backfield in Brian Robinson. Also, you got to give Antonio Gibson some of that credit as well. That dude can play. All these guys can play. How? What can Washington do to affect them? And what should Washington be trying to do to really, you know, throw them in a pickle? You know, so I, I just I look at it. But and before I go on, yesterday we had the uh, information that we had four guys made the Pro Bowl. Jonathan Allen and Tressway, who had been there before. Terry McLaurin and Jeremy Reeves, the young man, undrafted free, they got there first. But as I began to, I posted stuff on social media, and I went back, and I want to applaud the fans and people that, that responded to the things I put out there. Because I saw some, some praise going to John, praise going to Tress. You saw higher praise go to Terry because he had gotten his first one. One guy put out there, well, he's not having a Pro Bowl season. I think you out your damn mind. Some of these other receivers have top-notch quarterbacks, franchise-level quarterbacks, and they made it. This dude started with a quarterback that was not looking his way. And then we bring in Taylor Heineke, a person who we say is a upper echelon backup, and he started to get the yards. And since Taylor has come along, Terry has 1,000 yards. He jumped up real quick, and he's over 1,000 yards receiving. I want to applaud him, but Jeremy Reeves, I think Jeremy Reeves, the responses to him making the Pro Bowl might have been higher than those other three put together. And at first it kind of shocked me, but then when you look at the responses of what people are looking at this young man, undrafted free agent, you know, don't matter where you come from, undrafted. To where it, If you work hard, you can get where you want to go, okay? He worked hard. He put in the work. He was cut. He was brought, brought up, put on the practice squad, cut, brought back. Put on the practice squad, came to the regular, and when he got to the regular roster, he didn't. He hadn't relinquished that. He put the work in. He impressed people. You, if you had watched the video I put up there that the commanders had put up, you watch how Tress Way and Terry McLaurin look at their reaction to this young man making it. You know why? Because they watch him every day and work. And when and, and when he finally get the recognition that he deserves from his peers, not only on his football team but peers around the league, fans around the league, coaches and and, and, uh, and upper-level management around the league, that made them as happy as it made him. And then you look at the response he had. You know, JP talks over and over again about Ron Rivera being a guy who can hold people together, he can motivate people. And I think you see in that video how Ron interacts with those players, why they play so hard for him. You know, and... Jeremy lost his mom not long ago. Ron lost his mom again. So you can see how the coach and the, 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 the player have something in common. But when Ron made the comment, your mom will be proud, that kid, that's his life. You know, 
My mom and dad passed away. My dad passed away after my second year in the league. That's my, yeah, after my second, first year in the league, not second year, after my first year in the league. And all of a sudden, you find that you have a different drive because you love your parents, your parents so much. And if one of them are here or there, you know, if something, if something happened to them, you just become more hyper-focused. And I think that's how he is. That's how he was. And I think the fans that were so, you know, positive in their responses towards him because I think he's that guy that kind of comes, that, that reminds us of, of ourselves. Let's be real. You know, a lot of people have did, had dreams of playing in the NFL, have had dreams of making it uh, in a certain aspect of life, and then you see a young man who gets the opportunity and makes the absolute best of it. You want to re- respect that, and you want to go out there and basically give the love for it because you look at that someone that's closer to you. We see other guys get drafted in the first round. We don't see them as the same as us, but you know what? That guy put in work too. But it just resonates a little bit more when it's an undrafted free agent like Jeremy Reeves. But again, I want to say congratulations to all four of those guys, Jonathan, Tress, Terry, and Jeremy. And I will also say congratulations to Montez and also uh, Deron Payne, who are alternates in the Pro Bowl. But we're getting you ready for this game this weekend, and we're going to be doing different things this uh Today, we're going to have a segment today where we're going to make fun of JP. We do it when he's here? Hell, why not do more of it when he's not here? We're going to also have a special bleep you because we missed it yesterday because we had the Trace Young, uh, Chase Young information come out, so we, we focused on that. We're going to have a bleep you uh, Friday. It's going to be at 12 o'clock. You get to ask me anything you want to ask me again at 1, but as I stated, 10.30, Ray Brown, 11 o'clock, Leslie Shepard, and at 1.30, we're going to have – uh, Raven Caldwell, and since Christmas is coming up this week, this is the eve of Christmas Eve. We're going to get you ready for Christmas Eve and Christmas also. Find out what meal you like here, and also we're going to find out some the gift. What gift you look forward to? I can think back, 10, 11 years old, all my friends getting their little BMX bikes and their huffies and the, with the little nubby tires so we could jump over ditches and things like that. Yep, I was country. We jumped over ditches, and my daddy showed up with a swim. Okay, got my swing, and I had a road bike. I had the new thing, 12-speed. I was the big big dude on on the street, and I can remember in Philadelphia one year working with the Police Athletic League where I decided to work with them, and I think we chose about 250 kids, and we bought bicycles for every kid. And not one kid was disappointed in the bicycle that they got because I think bikes, you know, we look at people today play golf. You got rollerblades, things like that. Those things are the upper echelons of gifts. And we went out there and we did that, and those kids were so happy. So we want to find out. A bunch of us, we're grown folks today, but we do act like kids, every one of us. And we want to find out what is it that you can get under your Christmas tree that's going to put that big smile on your face. And you got to eat. So I know we did a lot of stuff for Thanksgiving, and we talked a lot about frying turkeys and baking turkeys and smoking turkeys. And this uh, Christmas... My wife decides she wants me to cook a brisket. So I've already seasoned it up. I have a 14-pound brisket ready to put it on the smoker uh, Saturday night because it's going to have to smoke a total of about 11 to 12 hours. And then I'm going to also do some turkeys where I always fry them and then I throw them in the smoker. But I have a friend who works at the Green Lizard, and he told me, Brian, named that, he said, bruh, smoke it first, then throw it in the, in the fryer. So I'm going to switch it up this year, and I'm going to try to find out. And I know my man Jeff is coming over. 
Jeff gonna bring it, come get his turkey. Yes, I, I got am. a couple more friends coming over. Mark is gonna smoke his own and then bring it and let me drop it in the fire. So we're gonna be doing those type of things. That's the that's the protein of our meal. We're gonna find out what you're gonna be doing. You know, when then people start talking about Thanksgiving, it's either the turkey, the sides, you know, cranberry sauce, whatever you want, the, the stuffing, dressing, whatever you call it. What do you like to eat for Christmas? And what, in a sense, we're going to mix this into what's the gift you're looking for from the Washington Commanders? That gift could be the victory. That gift could be Scott Turner changing up the play calling. It could be one of any of those things. But I think everybody has something that they feel the team needs to do to make them happy. But as we get ready for this game, I know as we look on paper, it doesn't look good. But it didn't look good earlier this year when they played against the Philadelphia Eagles as well. And they found a way to get it done. They found a weakness in the Eagles, and they exploited it. They they found they could run the ball. Now, a lot of people have been telling me over the last few days that against the 49ers, you can run the football up the middle. But as I look at it, there's not many people that ran the football up the middle on the outside or anywhere against them. The Atlanta Falcons ran the football against them up the middle and was very effective at it. They also ran the ball on us too. Atlanta is one of the best of the best when it comes to running the football. And I'm wondering is Atlanta was just that good or they just got that day. I know what we do here. We can run the football. Brian Robinson has proven that he doesn't need a complete hole to get some yardage. For some reason, we don't stay dedicated to it. We will leave it, okay? We will start throwing it around. In this game, I wonder, will we be dedicated to the run? If we don't have great success early, will we be? Because in my eyes, if we cannot run the football, it's going to be a hell of a long day. I think you have to be able to run the football to take some of the pressure off of Taylor and then you have to find a way to be having the play-action passes the, the, that, that are going to work right off of the exact runs that you're running. Too many times we run plays, but then when we run a play-action, it's not something that we normally do, so we don't get the necessary effect from the linebackers or safeties that we want to get. So we got. I hope this week the game plan is going to be something to where we can throw them off because they have proven that this football team can rush with four. They don't have to blitz to get to you. They can rush with four. They can get pressure with four, drop back to seven. Sometimes they feel, well, damn, if if Bosa is having a field day, well, we'll just rush three. We drop back eight, which will truly affect your passing game at that point. So this game to me, I know, and I've watched long enough this year, there are some deficiencies at some uh, positions with talent. But there is no deficiency on this football team when it comes to heart. I'm going to be looking more. I know they're coming to fight. I know they're going to bring their lunch pail. I know that they're going to have a show and exude a lot of heart. I'm going to be looking to see if the coaches are not going to be stubborn. And if they have to make adjustment quickly, will they make it? Will they be dedicated to the things that this team does best? Okay, if you find a weakness and you go against that, go against them. Do a Bill Belichick for me one time. Find something that they can't do well 
and make sure that they have to try and defend it. On the flip side, find something that they do exceptionally well and make sure that you stop them from doing that. Make them have to find another way. So we're going to be checking it out all day. We're going to try to figure out different things. I'm going to have the phone lines open up. And when I open the phone lines, I will come to you. You know, my, my counterpart, you know, we like to get to our conversation. But I will come to you, especially when you're by yourself. You need some people to help you through it. I go to Landfill sometime to talk, Jeff, and I will definitely be coming to you all. But we're going to take us a quick break here and we get back. We'll be joined by Leonard Ray Brown, Jr. Ray played for the St. Louis Phoenix Cardinals. Ray came to Washington. He played for the 49ers. He went to the Detroit Lions, and he finished up for with the Washington Redskins at the point. Ray started playing football in 86. Played all the way to 2005. 20 years in the NFL. Started off as a, a tight end, ended up moving to an offensive lineman, and the guy is a great, great guy. He's now a head coach in our Arizona at a high school. We're going to get him on to talk to us. This is B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in a few. Beavis in Philly, 106.7 The Fan. Got this Vodka Red Bull Friday. Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday, and it's powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and love throughout the DMV. B. Mitchell Finley is also presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Now, you know, some days I sit on this show and I'm over there and JP is like, you know, holding, running point. You know, I'm the point scorer. He just dished the ball to me and I score. And he messes with Jeff sometimes. And sometimes I truly wonder, if, if is JP picking on him? And then today... I text. I, I took Ray Brown's number, and I sent the whole number straight to Jeff. I didn't put the number. I just took his contact information and sent it. And I said, y'all got him? And Jeff said, ah, we're working on it. I'm looking at the thing, and I see 971. I know Ray number is 917, and <laughs> so I know you dialed the wrong number. Y'all give a damn what you say, Jeff. No. You dialed the wrong number. <laughs> In my defense. <laughs> no when defense. We, when we called Ray the first time, he picked up, but then his voice went to the little demonic voice on the phone. So I called him back. And well, Russian calling him back, I put 971. Okay, well, instead anyway. Of well, the, joining us now on the BetQL guest line, sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place your first place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find the most profitable betting opportunity. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Joining us now, Ray Brown, played 20 years in the NFL, played for the Detroit Lions. He played for the St. Louis slash Arizona Cardinals, played for the Washington Redskins, and also played for the San Francisco 49ers. Ray is like family to me. I met Ray in 1990. We've been friends ever since and uh, love him like a brother. What's up, Ray? How you doing, man? B. Mitch, how you guys doing? Appreciate you having me on, man. Man, I am doing well. So we got a tough one this weekend. Uh, they they lost a game last week where everyone felt that they should have beat the Giants. They had the opportunity to be able to put themselves in a better position. But playing against the 49ers this week, 
it's going to be a tall task. And you play for that team. And, you know, what is it about San Francisco that makes them so good? Well, this year, me, bitch, you know, they got big plays on offense. You know, they haven't missed a beat with uh, with Purdy going in at the quarterback position. So, you know, the continuity and the and way they played on offense. And then defensively, you got the number one defense in the NFL. Uh, and they take the football away. So, you know, you're right about Washington having to go over there. If they want to do something, Mitch, this is the game to win. I think this is a, it's an identity type football game. It'll find out who, what you're doing and how you want to be for the rest of the season. Well, you mentioned two things that I really want to touch on. We're talking about Purdy, and I've been, I've been having a little saying, I say he's pretty damn good, you know. And people keep looking at the fact that well, he's a young guy, but I think when you look at what the Kyle Shanahan is doing with him and a, a young quarterback coming in, you don't want a lot of pressure on him. They're not expecting him to do much. They just want him to be a conduit of the football. I take the ball and deliver it to the best talent on the team, and they do the rest. Or you, Do you think that's that's what they're actually doing? Well, I think he, he's watched the two guys who were in front of him be best and then uh, – you're right. They got great talent on offense. They got IU. They got uh, Kittles, who's a who's an elite tight end. Uh, so they got the weapons. And you know, Trent Williams. Hey, anytime he's on the offensive line, you got that group is really good. So he's leading a pretty good group up front. So they they're real dynamic on the offensive side of the football, and they can do a little bit of everything. And Christian McCaffrey is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big big move for that football team. Uh, Washington comes in and their strength is their defensive line. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, uh, Montez Sweat. And they now this week Chase Young is going to be playing. I look, every week they ask me what is the keys to the game. I say winning in the trenches. As you look at Trent and his crew going up against that crew, how do you see that thing panning out? Well, that Payne and Allen uh, defensive line tandem going to be the difference, I think. They, if they win in the interior, because, I, uh, you know, the Niners are pretty elite outside at the tackle position. Now, you don't concede anything there because Sweat is a pretty good outside rusher. But if they want to win this football game, it's going to be up front, B-Miss. It's going to be Allen and Payne dominating the interior, okay, and, you know, really not letting them get outside with the football and just getting in the face of Purdy. Now, Purdy's done a really good job of uh, picking up the blitz, uh, but that, that's how you got to do it. You got to have to speed this young man up, and that's what the defense is going to have to do. Uh, when, when you look at a guy like uh, uh, um, uh, Trace Young coming back, uh, I don't know the most – I never saw you miss games, so I don't know if you had any serious injury like Chase. He's been out over a year, and now he's coming back, and you have kind of a mixed mindset. Some people are saying, well, don't play him till next year. Other people are saying he's going to be good, but I'm the type of person where you've been out for over 13 months. You're not going to hit the ground running. Should people temper their expectations for a guy coming coming back from being gone that long? Uh, well, I think he's got to deal with his own personal expectations. Know who he is. Know what he feels comfortable doing. And uh, I think the fact that he's in agreement with coming back right now and being patient with Mitch, that's going to help him play with some confidence. All right, Ray, when you flip this thing over and you start looking at Washington's offense, like, Brian Robinson, a young man who had a tragic situation earlier this year, uh, was shot two times but came back and now is running the football exactly like I'm sure every Commanders fan thought he would be. Uh, he, he's very effective down the middle. 
Uh, some people have said that the 49ers defense can be had straight up the middle. Do you agree with that? And what you think about Brian Robinson and the way he's been running the football? Well, I think he's brought, he's been a bright spot in the running game. Uh, you know, that missed time is, has, has set him back. But wh- where he is right now, B-Mitch puts him on pace to be a pretty good running back the rest of the season. He's got to be have to be effective for them to be a football team, to be a, to win this game. Now, if they think they uh, they can be, be had in the middle, they got to attack them that way. But being number one on defense, uh, that's going to be big. Washington got to take care of the football. You cannot turn the football on the road. And I think being a number three football defensive football team, that's a good formula to go win the game. So they run the ball with Robinson, defend on defense, and not turn it over on offense. I think they might have a shot. All right, Ray, you played for multiple teams, and you got a chance to go back and play against a team that had let you go or you left from or whatever. And I'm sure everybody has that. It's kind of like a controlled animosity where you want to have the best of them. Trent has played against Washington since he left from here, but he still has that chance, and he also have Kyle Shanahan on that side, who we know Kyle is as emotional as I am on a football field. Uh, how, how do you think Trent's going to handle that, and how – would you recommend that a person, younger person, you playing against a team you used to play against, how do you approach that football game? Well, I'm I'm wired different. I don't care how old you are. If I if I play for you, I'm trying to beat you. <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, I don't even like your colors. You know all of that stuff. Even though I wore them, I'm trying to make you know that I tried to do something when I was there. Make you miss me. Make you have longings about how I used to be where I played. And Trent knows that. Kyle knows that. Hey, these guys are smart. They, they are, they're they an NFL veteran, and they know how to handle that. That's part of the motivation. They need to win the football game, too, be missed. Yeah. Yeah, they got, I know they got to get the right position. We're talking to Ray Brown. Uh, played for St. Louis, Washington, San Francisco, Detroit. Went back to Washington 20 years as a player and as a coach from 2006 to 2018 in the NFL. Now out there working in, with some high schoolers. Uh, taking care of some kids in our it's Arcadia High School in uh, was it, it Phoenix or what's the uh, actual city? Phoenix, Arizona, but we're in the Scottsdale uh, School District. Uh, Ray is out there working with the with the high schoolers now, giving them what, what's been the toughest thing for you, Ray, dealing with kids compared to dealing with men at the NFL level. Parents and uh, <laughs> and uh, girlfriends and all of that kind of stuff, you know, because. All of that stuff matters, you know, because those are beacons in the young men's life. So you really have to balance that with the athlete. Same thing uh, at the pro level. You know, everywhere there is where the organization is good, they've been able to service the entire player. That's what I try to do, be Mitch, with high school guys. Just check in with them at every space, you know, uh, whether it's the classroom, at home, uh, social life. Uh, make sure I'm connected with them that way. Well, we had a guy yesterday just get uh, voted to his first Pro Bowl, uh, Jeremy Reeves here in Washington. He was an undrafted free agent. Uh, he made the special. He made uh, the Pro Bowl as a special teamer, and just I put a post out up on my page and looking at his reaction. And you understand that? I understand that we weren't in the first round, second round, that type of thing where we were the guys they expect to do it. But you ended up playing twenty years in the league. You know, I had a chance to play fourteen years in the league. But what's that? What what type of mindset do you feel that you that I know what Jeremy has that mindset that you try to instill in kids about work instead of just worried about that flash and, and flair of the sport? Well, it's a reward, B. Mitch. I think it's it's the peer thing. Uh, 
and that's what it's about. You know, you being recognized for uh, what you've done, and and what a beautiful story. This guy, how he comes, how he made it, should be inspiring. But that's that's football. Everybody has a story, how they get it, how they make it, and he he just stacks one on with the rest of them, man. And it's a beautiful story. I'm proud to to see the young man finally make that that accomplishment. But uh, it's a great story. Anybody can have a career, man, but that's what I love about that story. All right, man. Like Rick, I always tell me, it's not where you start, it's where you end and uh, how you live through the life. And you are a prime example of that. You know, Ray got into the league way back in 1986. I was in high school, Ray. Uh, <laughs> and uh, played 20 years in the league and still had a chance to go ahead. And now it's making a difference in people's lives. But, Ray, man, I appreciate you giving me some time. Have a safe flight, and hopefully I get a chance to see you when you get over here, brother. All right, take care. Merry Christmas, guys. All right, that's Leonard Ray Brown, Jr. Joining us on the Beck Hill guest line. Ray played, as I said, 20 years in the league and coached another 12, 13 years in the league. And now working with some high schoolers and uh, gave us some little good tidbits about what's going to happen in this game. You know, you're going to have to find out who does what, how well they do it, and how dedicated they are to it to try and win this game. But when we get back, do a little quick segment here. Find out the best Christmas gift you ever had. You know, uh, what you're looking for. You think you're going to get that gift this year? I know we are kids sometimes. We always say, well, kids get that. But you know what? Adults, we're nothing but grown kids. Remember, at 11 o'clock, we'll be joined by Leslie Shepard. Be Mitchell Finney. We'll be right back. And so we don't know sometimes. So we're going to have the debut of Jeff's, what is this, the 15th song, 16th song, Jeff? Uh, I think this is the this is the thirteenth. Thirteenth, you missed a few weeks. We, I missed Dallas and Green Bay, and we had a bye week. All right, cool. So our thirteenth song coming up, and Jeff has been doing a hell of a job with that. And uh, I want to like give them a chance to give me your Christmas wishes and your best Christmas time. You know, you got a great story or something that makes you when Christmas come around, you have to think about. Let's start off with uh the 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 the, the handsome one of the crew. What up, Landfill? Oh, oh, I thought you was talking about me. <laughs> Please, I wasn't. <laughs> How's it going, B? What's happening? <laughs> oh, not much. So, what, what, what? You, it was a gift or a story you want to share with us? What you're looking for? Oh. What's been your best gift ever for Christmas? I think the best gift I ever got. I had an original uh, Game Boy. I think that was probably the best gift I ever got. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I'm going to say that I was probably about seven. Mm-hmm. It was that. It was big. They they were pretty large and uh, it was red and it came in like a clear plastic case with the Donkey Kong game. It was uh, uh, it was a great gift. All right, so now let's go to the uh, un- the, the the person that's not handsome in the group. Let's go, uh, Jeff. What's up? Well, since, I mean the uh, the look alike. Since today is opposite day, <laughs> I want to take my compliment. <laughs> Where the hell did opposite day come from? <laughs> I made it up, brother. All right, that's why it's not true. <laughs> I think my 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 most favorite gift that I I remember getting was definitely my Nintendo sixty four. Um, I tell you, if I can tell y'all, young boy, yeah, it goes right to the damn video game. Nah, it, it was. I mean, that was like the, the biggest thing. I mean, of course, we had our toys and everything, but it was like, yo, I got a Donkey Kong Nintendo sixty four. That when you turned the game on and the and the soundtrack started playing and they had the monkey the um the monkeys well no the gorillas because he was basically Donkey Kong King Kong uh <laughs> they were rapping and everything and I was like yo I didn't play with nothing else that day I was on the game all day and then my dad kicked me off all right, and I so- think he really bought that for him 
to play, but act like but it was, it was our gift because uh, he definitely played it more than us and wouldn't let us play. Yo, y'all had to go to school. He got a little time. Oh, he was on it first thing in the morning. <laughs> Your daddy gonna touch you when he see you. But anyway, <laughs> but see this. Let, let me see now. I, I hear y'all talking about y'all a little time when y'all. Get, if I go back to my childhood and let me see my every gift I got. Now this gonna tell my age. See, they got they y'all sat down and pushed a button. Every gift we got back in the day, we had to make it move. Whether it's a bicycle, a talker truck, and when I say this, I know this is going to bring it. Y'all won't have a clue. The stick horse. People know what the stick horse was, right? We got a, a stick with a horse head on it, and you put your leg across. You run around. The horse ain't doing a damn thing. You're doing everything. And, and I think, but my favorite, I would have to say, was my dad gave me a, a helmet with a football, the little football helmet set. And my brothers and all were playing across the street, and they were older than me. And I decided I want to go play with them. And they said they told me I could wear my helmet and stuff, and they wasn't wearing their stuff. And Lil B. Mitch, like eight, nine years old, was scooting on them. They couldn't touch me. That was the day I decided I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to be a bad football player because I had that confidence level against them. And – it's just like he, it's right around the time when that dude told me, he said, you're a Mitchell, you could do anything. I, don't, I started thinking totally different then. I thought I was bigger and better than everybody walking around. My brothers beat me up a lot. That's why when I hit ninth grade, I started getting them back. But just giving me that gift sparked a whole dream in my life. And I have to say that's the best one. That's heartwarming, B. And I actually do have a, a close runner-up. But hold on now. You're going to just dismiss my story. I, I wouldn't say it to be heartwarming. I'm saying, no, I was saying that was that... the best gift because Yo, I think back to everything that has transpired since then, that sparked it. No, I was saying, like, that's really heartwarming because it's like your dad told you you can do anything. You got your helmet. You know, you went out there and was running it, and you really became a Super Bowl champ. That is really heartwarming, dude. Like, that that's really cool. I'm not I'm not dismissing it. Okay. And yeah, that that's really like really cool. And that's why I said I do have a close runner up because the drum set my mom got me when I was younger. Uh. That's what really like sparked my interest in music. I got a couple whoopings because I was playing too loud early in the morning. <laughs> I but, love that. I love that. But yeah, nah, I definitely felt your connection with that gift. So I just think that you need to bring the drum set in. You still you got a drum set? No, I don't have a drum set now. My drum set, my drumming and music skills are now on the wheels of steel. Okay, so you gonna give us your, you gonna show us your gift later on in the show? The, the yeah, song, dog, yeah. the song. <laughs> you know I'm a little bit slow. I'm trying, I'm like, I'm on, trying to. You want me to look, DJ? I'm trying to John Stockton <laughs> and let you be calm alone, and you sitting up there, you just let the ball float right on out of bounds. What the hell? Hey, I always had a uh, a theory that the taller you are. Sometimes you just have the most slow moments, the taller you are. Because I watched tall basketball players always do some of the dumbest things. Like, it was this one dude, I ain't going to say his name, at Bowie State, but, like, he was the tallest on the team but used to do the dumbest stuff. So, like, in other words, everybody that went to Bowie State, around the time you went, know that that tall dude, whatever his name, John, whatever, is just a dumbass. All right, well, kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he would just do things on the floor. I'd be like, dude. Like, for instance, he would go and do a put back and grab the rim. But it's huh? like, dude, we knew you wasn't going to get the ball just now. Why did you even jump on the rim? Now they running back five on four. I'm about to go dunk on this. But right. we did win the championship. All right, then we'll see. Big dude wasn't done. He was playing dumb to the championship to show people exactly 
what what, what he was about. He, he played you. All right, let's take us a break here. We get back. We're going to have Leslie Shepard join us at 11 o'clock. Then we're going to get into Commander's uh, predictions. That's going to be phone lines will be open at 11 o'clock, 800-636-1067. And then at 12 o'clock, we're going to get into Bleep You Friday. We missed it yesterday because the Chase Young uh, news broke, and we went to that, which we felt was more important at the time. But there's somebody that's upset you, pissed you off, uh, treated you wrong, and you want to be able to speak back to them, we will allow that at 12 o'clock. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. We'll be back with Leslie Shepard. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 